0: Hello and welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast. I am one of your hosts, uh, Balth. Joining me this week, we've got Burgundy. Hello. We've got Neo Sapien. Hey. And then uh, joining us for the first time on the podcast is Yadarg. Hello. Which I dare you to say his name seven times really fast.
1: You Yadarg, You Yadarg, You Yadarg, 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 Yadarg. How many was that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> see? That's exactly it. Well, as you know, uh, for those of you joining us for a second or third or possibly 77th time, Gamers' GamersLedge Podcast is a free podcast bringing you timely news about something we and we think you are passionate about, and that is the video game industry. Uh, if you enjoy what you hear here and would like to support us so we can keep making podcasts, please do visit the website at gamersledge.com. Uh, you can read more stories, leave comments, see videos of gameplay, video reviews, ask questions for future episodes, or anything else you'd like to see posted. Uh, to start the show, as always, let's uh, let's find out what people have been playing. Burgundy, uh, you told me you were playing uh, a new game this week?
2: I actually had time to play a game this week. That's amazing. Nice. No, seriously, it's totally true. And I even bought a new one because I don't have a backlog at all. <laughs> 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 but uh, I picked up Fuse um, because it's Insomniac and I'm a whore. So... I have to. So, uh, wow,
3: well, I was actually meaning to bring that up with you because it's the first insomnia game in history that I have absolutely zero motivation to buy.
2: Yeah, I can tell you, um, save your money. <laughs>
3: it's, wow, it's, coming, coming from you, that is, those are words.
2: Yeah, um, look, like I'm going to play it. I'm going to keep playing it, and I'm, I'm really going to hope it gets better. But um, there was a preview video they showed um, a while ago that kind of gave an introduction to the characters in the game. And kind of a little bit of the story and everything. And the characters had this really great stylized look to them. I mean, they always had like a Pixar quality to them. You know, typical Insomnia and stuff. And then the game I'm playing is kind of generic. And just like you know, the characters are very plain and they, they, they're just, everybody's gruff and and they're just dropping F-bombs dropping F-bombs. And I'm like, yeah, this is not anything close to what the preview videos I saw before, I, and it's upsetting.
0: I heard that that it's kind of the the pacing even is a little disproportionate in that sometimes they're cracking jokes and then they're mass murdering people.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was um. There's a couple jokes, and I was looking for a lot more humor in it because Insomniac is really great at that. Like they're really great, at just putting like you know good humor in a game. You know they do all the wretched kind of games. It's just been you know awesome. And, you know, it's not, it just feels weird because they're trying to make it too pretty and real, but still, you know, sci-fi weapons and robots and stuff. So it's like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not really feeling it.
3: So how do you think, how do you, how do you think about play-wise? I mean, that's a big complaint I've heard so far is that's really kind of what, has completely driven me away. Is it's it's a great game if you have three or four friends, two or three friends to play with. I'm playing single right now,
2: and it's you know it's, it's clearly intended to be a squad-based you know friend you know, game where you're playing like you know three other people. Um,
3: yeah, the demo did not did not do anything for me at all. I played the demo. So yeah. it's
0: it's a mandatory bro shooter.
3: Yeah, I think
0: it is. Like it, it's really like insomniac.
2: Intentionally made a game that I would hate. <laughs> 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 they were just like, you know, we've it's, been it's treating
3: it's due. It's due. They're, yeah, they're like finally we've
2: been treating every... it too well for too long. We need to just, eh. you
3: know. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is they started out with this kind of bland, generic, everything's gray and brown thing when they first announced it, and then they came out with the reveal trailer that you're talking about, right, and everything awesome. was like awesome, and they got. All this praise, and like, they got it. They figured it out. We're going to have something really special here. They're the Insomniac we know and love. And it's like they went back to the original version and made that game instead. I, 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 I got don't really know loved. what they were thinking.
0: So, so, Burgundy, are you going to write a review for the site?
2: <laughs> I'm probably,
3: yeah. I'm going to try to. Is this going to actually make you upset enough to write? It might.
0: because as we know from the site you shared with us off air last time that's the only time it appears that you write
2: (laughs) if she makes me angry with a video game I will write don't feel make the me wrath get...
0: of <laughs> <laughs> don't make me get my pen out <laughs> if, you,
2: if you want a real treat you should go back and look for um the universal studios tour video game for the GameCube. the review I wrote oh. on that
0: that sounds like a uh that sounds like a hot mess already oh yeah well
2: it was just like just how you know, sometimes like you know remember in fight club like, where did you do I just want to destroy something beautiful and it's just it was just kind of one of those things like, I think I myself you know <laughs> So I wanted the game to play it just for the sole purpose because I just wanted to write a bad review. And it wasn't – it didn't disappoint.
1: Yeah, I have the same problem with Facebook. It's just I, I keep certain people in my friends list just so I can remind, remind myself why I hate them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't think that's healthy. I'm just going to go there. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to stay healthy. <laughs> Hey, I'm still sane. I'm still here, right?
2: Kind of, it's totally fine. Don't worry about it. Don't listen to them. They're just all just,
0: <laughs> just listen to the voices in your head. Those are the important ones. Have you been, uh, played anything else, Burgundy? No. Okay. <laughs> well, so you even ask. So, Yadarg, since this is your first time, uh, give us a little background what your systems of choice are. Um, and then what if you've been playing anything this week and what, and, uh, and we'll go from there.
1: Oh boy. Well, um, for majority of my life, I've only been interested in first person shooters, but I've, you know, I'm trying to spread out. So I actually haven't played for any first person shooters in the last seven months until I played, picked up, uh, Battlefield 3 with Vault, and, uh, that's pretty fun. But, um, I'm trying to you know I'm trying to spread things more'cause as the god first person cheers just me angry, and it's the same thing every day, so I'm trying different things and um, I'm a pretty xbox person, but uh, if I had a choice, I'd probably play more PlayStation three, but sometimes you know games certain games come out for only certain systems, so that kind of forces me to pick up the Xbox a little bit more, but um I'm also. As I'm heading off to college, I also uh, have purchased a new computer. And so I'm hoping to get more onto Steam. And I've been looking at a lot of games to try and get on there. I also like real time strategy, a lot of fun, uh, um, such as, you know, the old Age of Empires, um, the Total War series. I adore the Total War series. And uh, a lot of other things I can't remember right now, but. I'm very open-minded, so I'm very open to suggestions and whatnot.
0: So since you weren't on last week's podcast uh, and you do have friends that are on Xbox and you've got an Xbox, what did you think of the Xbox One announcement or did you not even follow it at all?
1: Um, I picked up some news about it. Um, I tried to watch some trailers for the new Xbox, but um, I don't know. I, I feel meh, mostly because, one, I already have an Xbox, and I don't really feel like spending more money on a, another Xbox that is going to have a lot of bugs for the first year or so. And, you know, money okay. is not always uh, falling from the trees around me, so I'm going to save my money for things that matter on more important games that will look more enjoyable Very good. than a new system.
0: And what are you Are you interested in the PS4 or no?
1: Um. Once again, it's kind of the same thing with an Xbox, or pretty much any system has a lot of bugs at the beginning. But uh, PlayStation is a little better than Xbox on the whole. Let's brush it together. And so I, I assume that it'll be uh, decent when it comes out, and there'll probably be little to fix. Um, but once again, the money trees around me have been cut down by. The economy.
0: Welcome to adulthood.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no kidding.
2: Um, that was fun while it lasted. Wasn't a kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: And so, what have you been playing this week? Um, well, I actually booted up my
1: DS uh, and I played a little bit uh, Pokemon. But other than that, uh, just Battlefield Three with uh, you, and that's
0: that's about it so i i know that you have because uh i might have actually bought it for you i know you have walking dead on your ps3 you uh, didn't, oh god you did oh not god. start that yet did you
1: so much crap aren't you yes uh i walked into the wrong neighborhood <laughs> um yes i do have uh the walking dead and no i have not started it even though i've had it since uh, around christmas
3: so you and Berg need to get on that, so and then you can do a do a joint review. Yeah, that's
2: a, that's an idea. Yeah, that's one <laughs> right. I have to play it too. Wait, you
0: haven't played it, Burgundy?
3: No,
2: it's sitting on my hard drive, and
3: I remember we it. were j- we were jabbing about it, and you missed it. when it Was on sale, and then he no, bought it when no. it was on sale, and then still have not played it.
2: No, no, I got it when it was free. Oh, the whole thing? Yeah, uh, no, I think I missed a lot the last chapter. So whatever was the free, I didn't get.
4: Okay.
2: Okay. I, I thought I was, as soon as I talked about this, I thought I was
1: going, to get, you know, spearheaded by all you guys. But yay, there's someone else. Yeah, don't worry. I'm, if,
2: you know, if there's someone here to screw things up. I'll, I'll be there to get you back. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Baze.
0: <laughs> well, I I uh, started three new Let's Play series this week: um, Defiance with uh, with Neo, um, Battlefield Three with Yadarg, and then WWE 13, which is. Um, mostly the computer just randomly generating, I've already, I got it set up the way I want it. Um, so I'm doing usually a week's worth of shows at a time for uh, ring of honor, TNA, WCW and, um, ECW. And then I also have the nineties era WWF, um, stuff going on. And then they each have pay-per-views every month and, uh, I'm kind of doing that a chunk at a time. And if there's somebody that I'm—like, if I'm trying to affect the storylines or something, then I'll, I'll play them. But mostly it's the computer um, going out and comparing stats, and you get to see that unfold in real time, see who wins. So it's kind of interesting. Um, and then uh, the only thing that, that I can't figure out how to do so far is incorporate Skype into those capture sections. And apparently as you and I found out in battlefield voice doesn't capture over the PS3 network. So, nope. um, I'm, I'm going to have to do some research on how to get that piped in. So we'll see. But, uh, that's this what is I,
3: real- I, this is sounding like a horrible wrestling relation. You mean it actually compares properties instead of letting you just write the script of who wins and who loses?
0: Um, well, they've never really done that. It's never taken it to the point where you're booking matches and winners. You're just booking matches. And then if you want somebody to win, generally you will either arrange the circumstances of the match to make it lopsided, or you will play the person you want to win. Or sometimes I will, like if it's a triple threat match and I know who I want to win, I'll play the third person who I know is going to lose and then just beat the tar out of the other person that I want to to lose, <laughs>
1: if that makes sense. Wait, I understand this? This is this is a fake kind of wrestling video game. Not the not like, oh, let's put on our leotards and you know wrestle on the ground. This is like the WWE. Whatever. Yeah,
0: no, it's thank it's Thank you very much. Singlets,
1: yeah. thank you, but not leotards.
3: Yeah, not leotards. Singlets.
0: Singlets. Yes. Right. Right. Burgundy right. singlets. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's WWE, but I hate WWE, so I fired all the Raw and SmackDown people, um, and I I only use created wrestlers and people from the Monday versus uh, Monday Night Wars um, during the '90s for the WWF. So it's stone, stone. Let me
1: let me just clarify my my knowledge of the world of wrestling. I it's Greek. I I don't know anything you're saying.
3: Exactly. It
2: started in Greece. Very good.
1: Yes, it did,
3: <laughs> as a matter of fact. <laughs> so Except they were when they did it.
0: So basically, <laughs> in, in a nutshell, let, let's give you a very, very, very... Yeah, a very brief run, rundown. Um, so in the 90s, there were basically two big wrestling companies. There was the WWF at the time. Um, and then there was WCW. WCW was owned by Ted Turner and Turner Networks, so basically had unlimited uh, money, and they were trouncing the hell out of the WWEF. It was the
2: third big organization that everybody stole from, thank you very much, and why the other two were successful. But whatever, I guess.
0: And you are referring to, of course, whom?
2: Oh, my God. What do you mean? Seriously?
0: No, I'm, I'm telling you to tell Brady. Oh, ECW. Right. And ECW was Extreme Championship Wrestling, which was an independent organization that aired on very select TV outlets um, it was, on, fr- it was on Friday nights.
2: Right out of a bingo hall
4: in Philly.
0: Yeah, literally. And so basically those three companies shaped um, what would come afterwards. Eventually WWE bought all of them and made them crappy. So they bought WCW, they bought ECW, made them crappy. A couple other independent spinoffs uh, happened in the United States, Ring of Honor being one of them, um, and then TNA, uh, which stands for Total Nonstop Action, not what you might think it stands for. Um, those kind of spun off and created their own challenges to the WWE. It's not like it used to be. TNA is probably the bigger of the t- of the two but basically what I did is I restored ECW to its prime. I restored WCW to its prime. I restored, I, well, Ring of Honor is kind of hit and miss because they change up people. I put it to what I feel was its prime, and then um, I've got TNA, what I felt was its prime, which was a couple of years back, actually. And that's I'm it.
1: sorry,
2: I wasn't listening. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was going to stop him and say, "Does he really care about
0: this?" No, <laughs> So, anyways, it's a video. It's a fighting. It's a fighting video game. Just FYI. So,
3: so ah, this is good. an excellent example of how geeking out is not just about what stereotypically thought about as geek stuff. It's something I try to explain to people, and they just don't grasp it because they've got this paradigm of what a geek is in their head, but. There are sports geeks out there. They will never refer to themselves as such.
0: Oh, oh Bonio, that is what they are. In fact, know, wrestling and... has its own term for geeks. They're called marks. <laughs> I'm not making a joke. A wrestling mark is somebody who follows the the behind the scenes stuff and knows about because there was a time that wrestlers did not speak about the business of wrestling. And uh, in Japan, it's still considered a real sport. It's published in the papers like it's a real sport, that it's not fixed, that they don't know who's going to win, that all that type of stuff. So that's uh, the people that used to follow the industry. They call that marks. And when you talk about the wrestling business, um, outside of the wrestling business, that was called breaking kayfabe. So they have their own terms for all that type of stuff. It's kind of interesting. was
2: an anagram for be fake.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, anywhere would have been Mexico that would have still had that, but you know. Oh,
3: dear. Oh, my.
0: I have no (laughs) idea what that was. (laughs) So, (laughs) Leotard, right? No, no, singlet. So, Neo Sapien, what have you been playing? (laughs) I don't know
3: anymore. I wrote it down.
0: (laughs) Just. Just come
2: out make your Candy Crush Saga
3: <laughs> Oh, <laughs> shut up! I did not play Candy Crush Saga. Um, i um,
2: bird since what I'm trying.
3: Oh.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. Anyway, so this week I've uh, hit some Gravity Rush. It just started that. I've uh, had it on my Vita since I got it, and I, I haven't played it yet. So it's uh, an interesting little game. So not sure how much progress I'll make into that, but uh, it's it's definitely an interesting game. Some some unique concepts going on there, and good use of some of the Vita's features um Plants vs. I'm still working on I just oh. discovered that whole other play other styles thing with the little challenges that you get the trophies for and whatnot. so
1: yes
3: yes yeah so I'm, I'm, I think I'm in the main game I'm on like level 5-3 or something like that but probably less than half through the game I don't even know how many levels are um you know, is that the,
1: on a- is that on the roof, or is that in the? Uh, is that still at
3: nighttime? Uh, it's the carter? roof. It's the first roof.
1: Is the roof? Yeah, the roofs get progressively harder. It's they're frustrating.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The the catapults don't really do it for me, but yeah. Anyway, also uh, Deviance and and I played what five six hours on <laughs> what Saturday, so uh, yeah we. we poured some time into that and also I picked Sly 3 back up so uh still trying to get through that series um that you know I never played but uh you know uh, it's a great developer they're good games I can definitely see um influences from uh influences that that series had on uh infamous so uh, you know it's it 's been a fun series uh, i didn 't much care there were some things about two i didn 't really like, but for the most part they 've been fixed by three so uh i 've been having fun with that so uh other stuff i 've been doing i 've uh, posted the last Doctor Who review for this season well, if only someone was reading them besides my wife uh, <laughs> so you know anybody out there that 's got some comments wants to read it. I actually did get a couple of comments from uh g plus of all places so um Somewhere out there, somehow, somebody stumbled across them. So I got a couple of comments. On G plus haven't gotten any feedback from buddha or from uh, or from the site, but I know there are nothing but wimps here that haven't watched the show yet. So you know, I expect them to let, tell me how terrible the reviews are after they actually watch the shows.
0: Yet being and, the operative and word.
3: And again, the first half is spoiler free. Was well, spoiler free. Be about talking about a show and still talk about it and the second half is locked in spoiler tags and and is spoilerific and uh... you know you could almost skip everything and just go to the last episode of the season and you you really wouldn't be missing that much in my honest opinion but um... there were there were a couple of good nuggets in the second half of the season honestly for the most part aside from the episode with the dinosaurs i hated the first half of season seven it was horrible um...
0: So I have a question for you. Yes. Did the 50th anniversary show already happen?
3: No, it is going to be on November 23rd of this year. Okay. The day before my birthday. All right. There's also something I can't say because you would consider it a spoiler and slap me through the internet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So that has not happened yet. Um, Nope. I guess my only – I have a question. And it's, it's killing me. Is there... You know what I am so upset about from the parts I've watched. Is there any resolution of any of that?
3: Okay, you're going to have to give me a bit, a bit, a bit of a better hint because my memory is failing me at the moment. You're what?
0: starring in the show because you are Rory. Well, yes. Right, so did they resolve anything with... Oh,
3: from the final episode of the first half? Correct.
0: No. No.
3: <laughs> it, it, again, it, it, it's Doctor Who. This is not hard science fiction. This is wibbly wobbly science fiction deaths. Yeah. So you just I have know. to accept that when the Doctor says something, that's just the way it is, even though he lies all the
0: time. Right. That's my point, so I'm hoping maybe...
3: So it, 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 may, it may be something of it. It doesn't look like it's going to happen in the 50th. Um, there is a surprise that is going to be waiting for those who want to know about it in the 50th. That's not a surprise, because if you watched the stuff, then you would know what the surprise is. But, yeah. There, I, I, I still expect Moffitt to pull a couple more surprises out of his hat for... The fifty eighth episode. So I'm guessing there's a lot of stuff. I mean, come on, they leaked they, they accidentally pre-shipped the DVDs or the discs, D V D Blu-rays, I don't know what they were, in America before the fire before episode thirteen. And at least for the most part, there were no major spoilers posted on the internet about it. I'm sure it was hiding out there somewhere, but there were like no major major announcements or any websites that, that spoiled the ending of episode 13. And, you know, they posted, uh, an interview preview interview with, uh, with David Tennant and Matthew Smith, Matt Smith. Um, online because you know no major spoilers were were put out there about what happened in episode 13. So uh, I I fully expect this show can keep a secret pretty well. I'm not quite sure how they do it. Maybe it's because they're over on that tiny little island on the wrong side of the lake. I don't know. But um, yeah so. uh, I have a question. Okay. So you say it's Doctor Who I will tell you. No 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 no.
1: I uh, quite the opposite. Well, not technically quite. But, uh, anyway, um, so I just finished. I just powered through Fringe, and then I'm now powering through uh, Star Trek: Next Generation. Wait a minute wait, minute. wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Did you finish Fringe? Did you finish Fringe? No, I'm I'm still like midway through season five with a sad panda re- drawn on my my forehead. Oh, for Pete's sake,
3: you whiny little emo
0: boy. Get I'm over it Sorry, it. but it's it's mm. okay. Did you finish it, Greg? The, the dark?
1: Yes and no. I finished season four, and I know there's season five, and I know there's only about twelve or something like that episodes, and I almost don't want to start it from you just saying it was so bad. And pretty much the um, the end of season four pretty much answers all questions. At least like one question it leaves like you know an open for another season, and obviously they did that. But so technically no and yes because I feel like the end of season four isn't an appropriate and forever. But one, I and that will was done up,
3: on purpose because they didn't know season five was going to happen.
1: Right, that's that's what I thought. Um, so yes and no, Mark, and I will continue doing that. I will think about trying to find it. But um, anyway, so I'm powering through Star Trek Next Generation um Netflix, and Doctor Who is on Netflix, and I wanted to know, if I were to start Doctor Who, would I have to start all the way from the very first I don't even know, season because i know very little about doctor who
0: i don't even really well, think
3: they go back that far well they only go back to eccleston which is the relaunch so the 2005 series right or series as they call them into the season um so there there have been seven so far so there are seven 13 episode well seven just came out seven is the one that just finished so netflix doesn't have it yet so on netflix there are six 13 episode series plus a christmas episode so 14 episodes and uh, six seasons. So it, it's it's a pretty short. They're 45 minute 40 45 minute shows. So they're they're pretty pretty easy to watch. It's you know it's not like trying to power through 24 or something like that. Oh, it, Netflix uh, doesn't
2: have the all the old ones.
3: No, no, they used to. They used to, and then um, I think right about the same time Smith took over, they all disappeared. Yeah. Huh. All and the Amazon old key Prime. to time.
2: I wonder if they still have it on Amazon Prime. They they had a, a whole bunch of the old ones.
0: Yeah, they like might going back know.
2: to the black and white ones, which was
0: nightmare. Yeah. Well, horrible.
2: nonetheless, that so you can find, you
1: can find the old ones anywhere. But my my question really is, should I start with the old ones or can no, I- no, 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 don't, no, no, no. you don't
3: have to. No. You you can watch them if you want to. But yeah, just start with the series one of the, of the relaunch. And you're you're fine. I mean, you could start with the start of any doctor. You could start at season one, season two, or season five.
0: I would say season five. That'd be my recommendation. Because I,
3: I you're I, the only person on the planet that hates David Tennant.
0: I don't hate
3: him. I just yes, didn't like do.
0: the writing. It was... What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> I just did not like the writing from the episodes. Well, Granted, I have not sat down. I will be the first to admit this. I only saw certain episodes from that series, yeah, but you apparently missed the call. Everything, but it was really <laughs> cheesy and really dumb, in my opinion.
3: There were their mean, every season has had at least one really bad episode. Okay. This season had ten. that
2: one with the thing and the, and the people in the the tape it was awesome.
0: I I don't know. I'm I'm. I'm a big Matt Smith fan and he's he, literally I think that's where I gave it a chance again, said, Okay, it's gonna be a clean slate and I've enjoyed every episode, with the exception of one.
3: I I did not care for Eccleston as a doctor. I mean being a classic who Guy, you know, growing up with it, I, I didn't care for him. I know there are those that he was the first doctor, and there's, you know, there's something about your first. But uh, it's the same. It's like the people who love Rose. Just be quiet for a second, Burgundy. Um, th- you know, <laughs> I, I can't stand her. I, I just can't. But you know, so I, there there are people that
0: just. <laughs> we don't have to stand, stand her. her. She's trapped on the other in the other universe. Spoilers. So cute and British. <laughs> If it's been out for more than ten years, then it's not a spoiler. Uh, not quite ten. It's pretty close.
3: But yeah, no, the uh, the yeah I, I I like David Tennant, I like Matt Smith, I, I like them in the same way that I liked John Pertwee and uh, Tom Baker. You know, they're completely different takes on it, but you know, they're they're both still enjoyable.
0: I I was um, very disappointed in Epic Rap Battles of History that it was. That it was uh, uh, the two versions of the Doctor that they chose.
3: Real, okay. You not only dislike David Tennant, you dislike Tom Baker.
0: Tom Baker's okay, but I, I just would have rather seen Matt Smith. That's me.
3: Well, okay, but if you're gonna, if you picked one of the new ones when that was made, Tennant was the one. I don't think that was made before Smith took over. I think no, no. Or it was no. right after he took over. So no, no, no. No, no. But That was anyway, made, okay. That was
0: made end of last year.
3: All right, well, fudge me. Anyway, um, but you know, if you're going to go back and take a classic, I mean, Tom Baker is the default go-to, longest-running Doctor ever, fan favorite of all time, Doctor that ever was. So, I mean, come on, it's like it's like Tennant telling us that Davison was his favorite Doctor. I mean, really? Short of Colin Baker, you know, that would have been the only worst thing if he could have said Colin Baker was his doctor. That would, that would have just been disturbing. But.
1: So, video games and stuff, right? I <laughs> right. right. Yeah, you are right. Wait,
3: wait, wait. Oh, I've still got more stuff on my list. What else was I going to talk about? Oh, oh yeah, I was going to uh, just finish up that. Uh, wife and I just finished up uh, seasons of Beauty and the Beast and Vampire Diaries. Um, they are her shows, and I watch them with her. And you wait, know what? I will admit,
0: Beauty and the Beast would, or Old I, Beauty and the Beast?
3: Uh, Beauty and the Beast the new CW show Got Beauty you. and the Beast and uh based loosely incredibly loosely on the old 1990 what not even 80 something TV show with Linda Hamilton and Ron Perlman yep uh, um and uh Vampire Diaries which I, I have to admit I, I you know even if she wasn't watching it I would be watching it um and then we also saw Into Darkness over the weekend so
0: um and update on that um i'm going through legal to see if we can get uh granted a interview audience so i'll find out more about that shortly uh if we end up doing a spoiler cast for star trek in the darkness um and have special guests on it so we'll see whoop, whoop. did you like the movie
3: yeah, i loved it i loved it i, I yeah okay i understand the gripes against and the pros for I enjoyed it that that is all I require of a
0: movie I yeah. enjoyed it yeah same here well so speaking of news as you'd already pointed out um <laughs> clarification We wonder over... how these things get so long I know clarification over the used game fee it's a conversational podcast it's all right
1: I'm also really good at asking questions which is why I want to do my podcast because I know what <laughs> pokes at people's uh discussion buttons on their
0: faces, anyway. Go on, continue. Go on, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clarification over the used game fee for the Xbox One has finally been given. Uh, after you mandatorily install your game on your Xbox One, you may take it to a friend's house, sign in, and play just fine. Other profiles on the same console may be permitted to play or not using per- parental controls, but if you give the game to someone else or trade it in, that person will have to pay 40 to $60. Uh, $52 is the number being thrown around right now because, uh, the fee was taken from Europe as a confirmed, uh, well, it confirmed from a retailer. It's 30 pounds, which translates to $52 $52 currently to access the game. Is this Xbox only? That's so far it is Xbox one only. Yes.
1: Okay.
0: Um, in, in this process, it will be wiped from your account and Microsoft will receive a cut of the game's fee. The interesting thing about this is that retailers will receive as much as 10% of that fee. Microsoft has said that retailers can charge whatever they want for used game copies, but I found a great quote from CraveOnline.com that basically said, each physical copy sold has a royalty fee that goes towards the publisher and and a console manufacturer, which is, in this case, Microsoft. And the retailer gets to keep up to 10% of the final sale. That means that if GameStop sold a used copy of a game for $60, they would only make $6 on the sale, whereas right now they are making $55 or something along those lines. Uh, And that means that they would have to probably sell games at 200% of the market value if they wanted to see a decent return on used game sales. Keep in mind that right now, 46% of all of GameStop's revenue comes from used games. Not to mention when you start thinking about things like Gamefly and Redbox that rinse games, I guess they won't be offering Xbox One games. Oh, snap! What do you guys think about this? Well,
2: the prices are going back to, like, you know, the 90s again.
0: $90 for Final Fantasy?
2: No, it was like, oh, what did I pay for Fantasy Star 3?
0: Oh, and think about Neo Geo games, man.
2: That doesn't count. They were always a fringe thing. I'm talking just like regular, friggin' like Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo games. Because I know I paid, yeah, I paid over ninety dollars for Space Star* three, and I think if you adjust that for like today's dollars, it was like a hundred and fifty at least.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't that was for import games. No, that wasn't import. That was just standard
2: U.S. going to Toys R Us and having to get and buy the game.
0: Yeah, but those were, those were not, yeah, those were, but they were developed in Japan and published stateside.
2: Like everything else? Yeah, but there
0: was a, there was a time that there was a tariff charged on those.
2: Only oh, because of, it was more because of, like, the memory that was inside them. what are you
4: saying? There's a tariff. <laughs> it <was> a tariff. <laughs>
2: You're making stuff up. No. we're gonna have a tea party here pretty quick there right?
0: tar- was a, t- say a tariff no there was a tariff on them because they, they basically the Japanese would develop the entire game and then they would sell it, it okay tariff's the wrong word we're, we're, it no, was, no, I'm,
1: I'm just laughing at your vocabulary a, it was a wrong.
0: licensing fee that the, the Japanese developers were making the American publishers pay like a markup basically to bring and import the games over here because the system works completely different now than it did back then. So Japanese games were always more expansive. If you looked at Final Fantasy four or what was it, Final Fantasy two for the uh, Super Nintendo, that game was like $75, whereas the standard Super Nintendo game was like $60. Yeah, that was because of
2: memory. There was a lot more memory that went into those cards. Like a role-playing game, contained a lot more memory, so it actually had more chips in it, and that cost more back then. There was a real run on, like, you know, actually how much stuff cost physically to put in those cards. That's why I like, um, like the Street Fighter games, were more expensive, because, like, they packed a lot of RAM and the memory chips into them, you know, to put all the game on there.
0: You know, you I know what you're talking about, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, but I, I swear I read something... Incorrectly, right? Very possible. <laughs> Very possible. Very possible. But Now,
3: again, this is only used games. We're talking about the standard, I mean, the new games, whatever their, their standard cut is for new games now is not affected by this. Correct. Right? I mean, Correct. This is only okay. if,
0: if you try to trade in a game. Uh, and the interesting thing about this also is that in order to trade a game, you have to use Microsoft's specific trade-in software service.
4: Right,
3: because that's what ensures you don't keep the local copy and stuff on your drive.
0: Right, and so that's that's one of the interesting things. So basically, they're telling used game retailers that if you want to support these systems, you're going to have to play by our rules, oh, and you're not getting anything, but we are. Which really, you know, companies like Gamefly and Redbox, they're just, they're going to, Gamefly, I don't even know if they're going to exist.
3: Yeah, unless unless they get some sort of exemption, they get special copies of the disc or something that aren't regulated like this. I don't, I don't even know how. Well, I have some ideas on how they could do that, but you know that that seems to be the only way that that would that would happen. But yeah, this is this is really them taking it to the to the used and and uh, used market, and, and even with the rental market, those discs were purchased by the company that's renting them. So. I that that one really seems kind of like an unnecessary tack there. But.
0: It it's it's to me it's I mean it's a bold move on Microsoft's behalf. Um but the fact that they're making a cut I mean I guess I can't be they're their company but and they're out to make money but still it seems like it's very um man if
3: if if the if the if the developers were getting the lion's share of the cut and Microsoft were only taking a small fraction to support their system, you know I, I wouldn't like it, but I could at least understand it. I, I have a feeling it's probably disproportionately the other
0: way. Yeah, and they, they they of course are not going to release numbers on that, but no. the 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 thing that even kind of makes me wonder is it's not. Ten percent of the final sale that goes to the retailer, it's up to ten yeah. percent. So it could be a tiered structure where you know if you're doing three games, uh, you know, in a week, you only get three percent. You know, whereas somebody like GameStop that has a huge volume gets ten percent. I don't know. What what do you, Burgundy? What do you think?
2: Um, it's it's clear that they've really hated. You know, places like GameStop for years and years and years. Ever since they started there, ever since the used game market started, they've lost their minds trying to figure out how to stop it. And now they finally are having ideas in order to get around it, you know, to stop it. They, um, EA tried most recently with the, um, the online pass. Mm -hmm. That was their way to get, like, you know, extra money out of, you know, people buying and selling, you know, games that way they've recently continued which i was kind of shocked at but i guess it's the they probably had to sit down and said like hey we're going to do this with our next consoles you know drop your thing get on board with this and you know they're probably splitting all the money that way so it's just they want to keep most of their money and this is the way they're going to do it and it for business wise it makes total sense for the console makers to do this
0: what do you think on the consumer side
2: no, consumer like, side sucks. Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's not like, and here's the thing. It's not like GameStop really giving people that much of a great deal. But, you know, later on, like, if you're going to be, like, a late, you know, like a game gamer, you can really clean up on there. Like, you know, buy two, get one free sales and everything.
4: Mm-hmm. There's a
2: lot of stuff like that where you can really clean up on, like, late in the game. Like, I picked up an Xbox late. First thing I did was just, you know, made the use dial and everything, and I had I bought a, like a bag of great games for 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. And that was awesome. Well, that's gone now. You know, they really only care about the first-run people who are willing to pay top dollar for everything, and that's what they want. And if you're gonna be a used gamer, they still wanna get as much out of you as they can, and this is the way to do it, so that the console makers can, you know, and the game makers can get their money. I'm at odds with this because if the game makers actually get the money, they can make more games. They get more money. Like I all for, you know, the, the the people who actually make the games getting the money, and that doesn't happen if they're buying you know used games at GameStop. See, so
3: the, and now if, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Okay, uh, if they're smart, what they'll do is. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying they are, but if they were smart, what I think they would do is they would, you know, you'll have the game out there at 60 price or whatever it is out the gate. The early adopters are going to grab it and get it. And if they really want to put a, a dagger in the used market, what they'll do is they'll turn around and they'll price drop the thing three months after it's out like for the online version off of their download service, whatever. And then not only do they not have the overhead of a disc and packaging and shipping and all that stuff, they discount the price, they get that, and they'll have way more sales because if they have to go to GameStop to get it, they're going to have to pay full price for a used game.
0: See, but this is, this is, I think, part of this discussion that we're missing is the fact of pricing a physical good versus a digital good.
1: I was just about to say it because, I mean, uh, part of the games I'm purchasing are. I don't even really buy physical copies anymore, usually. If, if the game is good and I know it's good and then there's really no chance of me turning it in, then I for sure get it digitally because I don't want to risk the chance of ever losing that disc.
0: And, and when you do that, you you get out the distribution, you, you lose the cost of distribution channels, you lose the cost of making physical media, you lose the cost of um, shipping pressing discs, all that stuff. The price right now and this is something I've never understood on the on the PlayStation Network, the cost to pre-order a digital copy of a game is the exact same as retail and it should not be. It should be cheaper because there is less cost and overhead in that game. So basically st- they're they're making people pay for convenience, which I do get to a point, but I think they're making us pay an exorbitant amount. For convenience,
3: yeah, it's been the same the issue I've had with uh ebooks since basically their inception. It seems to be shifting a bit now, but yeah why why would I want to pay twenty dollars for a downloadable version of a book it, it would it cost me the same amount if I would just went and bought a physical copy that I had that actually has the cost and that justifies that price? I, yeah, I I don't I don't understand that, and like I said, it does seem to be shifting, and, and, and to me, it's made my mind go googly that no one has done the, oh, you want a physical copy of the book? Okay, well, for another $2, I'll give you a download copy, or even included in the price is a download copy. There, there's ways to do that, and it just, you know, with the Kindle and the Nook and stuff like that, it just blows my mind that nobody's gone that route, but... Anyway. I
2: just did that this morning actually with um I was on my way to work and I was on a phone call and I just remembered that I didn't buy the new Daft Punk album. So while I was at a red light on my phone, I went to like the Amazon app for buying MP threes mm-hmm. and I looked up the album and I noticed it was eleven ninety nine. So I was like, Well, what the hell that's eleven ninety nine I went to the regular Amazon app, bought the C D, which was also eleven ninety nine. And Amazon has this great thing where if you buy the physical CD, they automatically upload – they automatically put in your cloud, the digital version of it, and can, then you can download it right away.
0: You can download it or you can only stream it?
2: You can download it right away. Oh, nice. So that's what I did. I bought the CD. So the CD will be coming tomorrow while I was, you know, while I was still at the red light, I downloaded it to my phone. So it, you know, downloaded all, all the stuff to my phone. So I had it late, you know, I had it out the day. Or I could have streamed it if I had a you know decent internet connection at worked. So but,
0: n- not that this is going to get us way off topic, but uh, yeah. what did what did you think?
2: Other than that punk album?
0: Yeah, oh, I loved it. I- I'm I'm very mixed on it. I, there are some songs I- on there that I really like, and then, then I, I just feel like a lot of it's more of the same from like 10 years ago from them.
2: I could see that, but I like the. I mean, I didn't listen to the whole thing. And I don't, I didn't have time to absorb everything, but I really like the there's like the metal kind of jazzy stuff they had going
0: on. Mm-hmm. And like, which, I really dug that. You know, to me, if you look at that entire group, you know, there's Daft Punk, there's air, there's, uh, um, um, Roik-Sopp. They all mm-hmm. are from that same region of France. They're all or in uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. And they all have the same kind of sound at different points. And to me, this was an air album as opposed to a Daft Punk album. And you know, so-
2: I could, I can actually see I have a couple air albums and, and yeah, that's, I really dug those. So yeah, no, I did too. But I,
0: I just thought that this was weird for them because it's almost a step backwards in their time progression of, of where they're at in their music because they've gone so far electronic in their last few albums. Yeah. So music geeks. Yay. Sorry. But um, yeah, I just wanted to see what you thought of it. I, I like, I like it, but it's not my favorite album, but there are some tracks on there that I truly, truly absolutely love.
2: Yeah. I was, I was really enjoying it. And if you want to go for a geek again, nine inch nails announced that they were just working on in secret, some brand new album. That's going to be released this year.
0: Now, did you get, did you get ghosts? Oh yeah. You know, the funny part about that was for people who don't know, ghosts was actually one of the most successful albums ever made in terms of net profitability. And it was never done by a record company. He okay. just mm-hmm. put it up on his website. It says five bucks for the entire album. And everybody went ape. I mm-hmm. actually
2: have the deluxe
0: version of it. I wanted mm-hmm. to get the deluxe version, but I did That's not. so nice. I did not. Yeah, I,
4: got,
0: I got the one that the, I actually got the um, GarageBand mm-hmm. uh, tracks. So I mm-hmm. actually have all the songs, and I can edit them, remix them however I want. Nice. It's it's amazing. Yeah,
2: it actually in the deluxe one that actually ships on like a dvd or something that's in it. Mm-hmm. it has like it has the physical dd that has like an art book as all well. it and it's great freaking box too. So now see
0: awesome. i'm i'm actually surprised to hear that news because resner said he was he was done with nine inch nails
2: yeah but after he started doing other stuff he just got energized and he got the whole you know some great you know collaborative people you know back in and plus some of the original members of the band i am Ugh. so
0: stoked Yeah, that's that's going to be good. It's my favorite band in the world. All right. (laughs) Burgundy, do you have news? (laughs) Wait, we didn't hear... uh, Actually, uh, Yadarg, is there anything else you have to say about the the, uh, used copy fee for the Xbox One?
1: Uh, No, I was just... I was just going to comment. I mostly get my stuff downloaded digitally, so I you got you guys pretty much summed it up.
0: So actually, before we go onto your, I know I'm sidetracking again, but th- this is a, a important question. Right now, um, for those of us that have PS3s, we are very aware that Sony has a sh- content sharing mechanism. It used to be awesome. Now it's just good. Uh, And that used to be the case that you could share your content with five friends, authorize it on five PS3s, and they Mm -hmm. can all access it. Now it's only one other PS3. Do we think that this will go away with the PS4 completely?
2: Most likely. I think so. Uh, I thought it was already gone, but that's just me.
0: Oh, no. No, no. (laughs) I, I think
3: they'll, okay, maybe I'm just being a hopeless optimist, but I think they'll keep the two because they're going to want it, with the number of TVs in the house and the number of families that they're going to want to woo their they Sony is still focused enough, uh, not on just the bro gamer, but the gamer culture as a whole, whole <laughs> oh dear. as a whole, <laughs> let me be clear about that. What I was saying, whole, uh, that they, they will keep the two. Cause right now I, I, I would have, I would not have been able to have the PlayStation PS3s in the house like I do now if they had redacted that down to only one console. Um, and I, I hope that they expand the Vita slash PSP to more than just two, because I have three kids. Two of them have PSPs, including mine and my Vita. And so, yeah, it, it, for families, Especially in the handheld section, I, I can't see. I see them having to have come up with another solution. I don't know what it is, but the price of games, and everything, we can't afford it. And it, with something like portable, it's designed to be for one person. It's not really designed for communal, uh, the way that the PSP and Vita are. So I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Yammer yeah,
0: done. I I hope I am like you. I'm a hopeless optimist. I hope that they keep that in there because I, I agree with your take that that you know it's it's especially useful in families where maybe you have more than one PS four or multiple vetos that connect to a PS four. I'd like to see that as well. I just don't know if they're. I mean, they got away with five the first time. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see. I hope that would be such a coup if they said, oh, and by the way. You know, every PS4 game you buy, not only will it stream to Vita, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but uh, you'll also be able to share it with with one other friend. That would be such a coup for them. Yeah. Yeah. Burgundy. Yes. Tell me about slamming your junk in the door over and over again. Oh, something. Yes. Huh? <laughs> dear Lord. Oh, my God. Right. That
2: escalated exponentially, holy crap. <laughs> well, because there's a new Sonic game coming out.
0: Yay, Sonic!
2: <laughs> and apparently...
0: I gotta go fast! <laughs>
2: yeah. Alright, Sonic and I have a special bond. <laughs> we have the same birthday. <laughs>
1: Oh, I was gonna say, did you guys play with your Friends or what kind of special are we talking about? I
0: just thought you always chased tails. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> ah, I buy that for a dollar.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but um I have this like, you know, when I when I was a uh, you know, when I was younger, I had a Genesis, not a Super Nintendo, so like, you know, I was more like, you know I was like, alright, I played Mario and everything, but the you know, Sonic is something new, I wanna try that. And I really dug the Sonic games. So that was kind of like, you know, my mascot. I was fully behind him and stuff. And I thought those games were just fantastic, you know, on the Genesis. And he's pretty much been crap since. So every time they come out, well, actually, no, the ones were actually pretty good recently where they did the one, um, was it like Sonic Ages or something like that? Yeah. Sonic Generations, I think. Generations, yeah. That one was pretty good. The racing
0: so, game is really good, actually. One, Sonic R? On Saturn? Uh, no, um, the one that's out for the Wii U. It's uh, Sonic... Uh, I've got it right here. Hold on. Let me find it. Sonic... I think it's Sonic All-Stars Racing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed. That's it. Yeah. That's actually a really good racing game. Yeah, I've heard it was fun.
2: So. But the... Um, so this one's called like, um, like Sonic, Super Sonic something, Galaxy or something. They've just completely given up, I see. But... Part of me just really wants it to be good again, and <laughs> I know what's gonna happen is they're gonna show some pictures and it's gonna look cool, and it'll be like, look, it's just Sonic this time, and I'm gonna be like, oh, that's awesome. No, those annoying friends, and it's gonna come out and it's gonna be complete crap, and there's gonna be hell in a mech just messing everything up and screaming Sonic the whole time, and it's gonna just be depressing.
1: I, I heard the inner child die slowly. Is that
2: yeah
0: monologue <laughs> And
2: it's just. That's what happens every time.
0: Yeah, my <laughs> my feelings about hey, Sonic. But yet I'm you here. keep giving them money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but, it's my fault. I know. I,
0: my 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 feelings about the Sonic <laughs> franchise nice. can be uh, summed up by: uh, Have you guys seen the Smosh video? If video games Are real, <laughs> uh, they, no. they they're Don't basically you. dressed as the bad guys and they're beating. Uh, you know you can obviously tell it's just a piece of blue carpet in the foreground Mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be sonic and they're beating him with baseball bats and they're like do you see any gold rings i don't see any gold rings (laughs) oh well let's keep beating him (laughs) Nice. (laughs) that's about it for me (laughs) i I lost my yeah go ahead
1: i have a love-hate relationship with Smash. just some of the stuff i'm like wow that's that's quite clever and then the other half, I'm like, this is these kids, these these guys. I just, ugh. Like, I get kids in school you like just stay away from because they're so obnoxious. But at the other hand, they have a lot of you know, funny concepts. But otherwise, I don't know. I, I, uh, 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 that's all I like to say, I I don't know. know. Slash so just, yeah, makes me feel weird inside.
0: <laughs> I I uh I, I'm not. I'd be interested to hear to uh, see your review on the new Sonic game. Uh, <laughs> that is call
2: back. a callback. Good chance of that happening.
0: So, so Neo, I know you have a story about uh, DRM on the PlayStation Four. No, actually, or on the it's, Vita. It's, it's, I'm sorry. it's
3: a new uh, new PlayStation Vita game that was announced today. Yeah, it's it's called Death Ray Manta or DRM for short. You, to- oh, you totally stole my joke, dude. <sighs> <sighs> so, yeah. So, um, the Sony Worldwide President, Shuei Yoshida, announced today over Twitter that Death Ray Manta was coming to PS Vita with the hashtag pound DRMPSVita. This is a, uh, a joke response to the hashtag campaign uh, pound PS4 no DRM that was launched in response to the X box one uh, fee structure that we covered earlier. Uh, So, you know, it's it's an interesting world where the the Sony executive takes a moment to troll the entire internet and uh, bring a bit of levity to the entire subject. One would infer that his implication is that the uh, rumor that came out, what was it, Tuesday, that really hasn't caught much traction, but... Uh, that there is some sort of drm or use game fee structure that sony has just not announced yet uh was was going to be coming out at e3 um that that he and uh, a pr person whose name i've lost at the moment uh, uh one second shahid kamal Aman. bless you who is uh, exactly who is a uh, uh is a, uh, a developed business development mon- manager for sony uh joined in on the uh, on the joke with uh, mr yoshida uh, so you know with the with uh, you know pretty high level power folks joking about this you can either expect one of two things there is nothing it's well, one of three things i guess there is nothing it's extremely minimal or they're working like hell to reverse engineer it back out of this. Well, that's not the right term to uh, back it out of the system because they've realized that this would be a huge win against Sony. So, or, excuse me, against Microsoft. So they, uh, you know, it either, either it's in system and backing it out, or it was never in the system to begin with, really. Um, so uh, yeah, it's just uh, just an interesting time to see, you know, the worldwide president of, of Sony. Coming out on Twitter and I guess he's actually pretty active on Twitter. I, I don't follow him. He I just come across him in a news feed, so I may have to go add him. Not that I look at my Twitter feed very much anymore. But Yeah,
0: he actually appears on multiple podcasts as well.
3: So yeah, that that's it sounds pretty cool. I mean I, I guess I haven't really seen or heard anything much about that. So that that's kind of a cool thing to do. So and, and you don't really I mean, all we got from Microsoft was a dude who said get over it and got fired, (laughs) so um, (laughs) which was entertaining in its own way. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. Did you guys see this? Did you you get a little chuckle out of this today? Do you think it's a good thing to do? Do you think it's a good thing to have executives out there speaking? I mean, the gaming industry is one of the few places where you get, like, company executives out there saying stuff about – stuff a lot it seems like you don't see you know dude from procter and gamble coming out and and you know advertising the latest brand of or variant of depends or something you know so um yeah
0: procter and gamble makes Depends.
3: I have no idea. Why do you I just know that? Things out
0: there. I don't. I just grabbed two things and threw it out there for effect. Why was one <laughs> of those things depends? That's what I'm wondering.
3: Because I was trying to think of the most outrageous thing a company executive could come out and talk about. And that was the first thing that came to my mind. 30 years old. <laughs> Oddly younger than both of you. So what does that
0: No, we were talking about in your soul. Oh well, in that case, I am ancient. Because yeah, you're you're very dark and emo esque. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think it's, uh, but kind of like you said, if they do announce DRM, then there's the the internet is going to troll them right back.
3: Oh my God, they will die. I yeah, mean, the, I mean, they the, the, will probably. One, did you want to hand it over to Microsoft and just do that first? First, troll the entire internet and then actually come out and do it. I mean, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm
0: shutting up now. <laughs> Burgundy, you want to do the next one?
2: Um, I don't... Did I have a next one?
0: Well, you can do mine, because we talked about it.
2: Okay. <laughs> Are we talking about the uh, the forced um, remote play? Yes. Okay, yes. we will talk about that. The uh, remote play on a Vita. Has anybody tried that yet? Yes, I have. What did you do with that? You know, most of the time most of the time I'm playing anything that's available on the, PS3, on the PS3, on the Vita, is, you know, the cross-buy stuff. So I've never actually played a remote play other than way back in the day when there was something on the old PSP that did a remote play on the PS3 when it came out.
0: You can stream any PS1 game. Really? Yep, you just put yeah. the disc in and you can stream it to your Vita. No kidding. Right it's one of the downloadable
3: ones, you can play those too.
0: Yep. And you can do it over the internet even. Huh. Although I haven't done the internet for a while. I did do it previously, but I haven't done that for a while. I haven't tested that out. But uh, you... Uh, Excuse me. No, no problem. You... Uh, My you, question about
2: the whole thing is, is this really a feature that people want?
0: Yes.
3: You think it's a feature that both wants?
0: Yes, I mean, it means he doesn't
3: have to drag his PS4 along with him when he's out traveling. Yeah, number one. No. Okay,
0: all right, I, I get that. But
4: that's number just, two, like, even it almost
2: the... seems like it was a feature that, like you know, has been doing so well for Wii U.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's exactly it. Number two, if my TV, my big TV is downstairs, is in use, um, then I can actually stream that game to my Vita. And play elsewhere in the house, and still have the full, the full functionality and experience on my Vita, and I don't have right, to worry about you know the TV or you know if I'm up in bed, and I'm, you know winding down for the night. Maybe I can grab my Vita. I don't have to go all the way downstairs. I don't have to turn on all. I don't have to turn on my splitters, my equipment, my surround sound, all that stuff. I can just pull it up directly on my Vita play for 30 minutes, and then go to sleep.
2: Hey, see, I thought people just got, like, extra TVs and PS3s for that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> Not all of us have your job, apparently.
3: <laughs> he didn't have his job. This I time.
0: know. This is what I'm saying. It's, Money's it's, gone straight to his Sudden Yeah, you? suddenly. He's, oh, he's...
2: I owe everybody else money. If it, if I don't have any of it anymore.
3: But the the limitation of the way the remote play works now is you're really kind of limited in what you can play. Not technologically, as in it won't work, but then like when it first came out, I tried to play uh, Symphony of the Night, and the delay is compensatable, but it's 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 there. It's it's a very noticeable delay between the time you hit the button and you know you swing your sword or you jump or whatever so for anything that's got a lot of timing requirements mm-hmm. it's it's very iffy but if you're playing an RTS or a, a battle driven uh, RPG Five or yeah anything that's that's a slower pace that you know hitting the button at exactly the right time and getting the exact right result although some of the limit breaks i think might be an issue but um uh, you know, it it it's going to be okay. Uh, I, I have done it. I, I haven't done it with my Vita. I did it with the PSP, and I played, I think, like Final Fantasy Tactics for a couple of weeks or something with it that way. Um, and, you know, it it's fine. It works. They're going to have to make a ton of improvements to it to make it what they're advertising.
0: See, and I think that with the big question is they, they haven't said about streaming over the Internet for the PS4 yet. But right. with the Gaikai doing all the work in the background for other things, it would be silly not to task it with that as well. Why not stream the game directly from the cloud as opposed to from your PS3?
2: It is cool to see them using the whole Gaikai thing. Yeah. Um, when they originally picked that up, I was wondering what they were really going to do. it. I thought maybe they were just squashing competition um, because that's a move that these companies do all the time. It is like, you know, oh, that company is doing something cool and innovative let's make sure we put the on that now. So they buy him and, you know, and well, you close. know,
0: they, they paid like, I think $250 million in a period where they were in the red. Yeah. And I was like, what are they doing? But it makes sense now. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a forward strategy. It's a forward thinking strategy as opposed to, to a reaction, which is something I think we haven't seen Sony do for about 10 years.
2: Sony's being really smart lately about stuff. Did you see the? um, uh, what was like waiting for him to screw something up. Uh, shush. The. <laughs> did you see the ad they did?
0: Well, you know that's because they got a new ad. They fired that old marketing firm that they'd been using. Oh, nice. And they got I a didn't new one. Really like Switch.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, that was out. Uh, they that whole the dude who played Kevin Butler and also owned the company showed up in a Goodyear commercial playing a Wii, and there was a mm-hmm. whole lawsuit thing, and yeah. yeah.
2: Shame really at the Kevin Butler stuff, but the um, what was the ad uh, they did? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember how it was worded, but it was just they just really poked fun at Microsoft not having any games.
3: I, I love the poster that uh, yeah, that it was came out right after Are you talking the one that came out, yeah. The this week? Just... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like uh, we'll use your TV too for gaming, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's right. It's and, got a picture of the PlayStation 4 controller on it. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty gorgeous.
2: And it's just brilliant. That, and that kind of goes back to the days, like, you know, I like the days of, you know, the old 16-bit wars. I mean, everybody that's, you know, my age group, we remember how great of a time that was for gaming.
0: It was because, the it was the Monday Night Wars of, of wrestling.
2: Exactly. I mean, they were yeah. just going at it, like, just like rabid dogs. But who won? We did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because they just came out with great game after great game after great game and funny commercial after funny commercial. It was just perfect. I want that again.
0: I don't think we're going to get that. I really don't. You know, the thing, I don't think we talked about this on the show last week. Um, dark Yes. Are you interested in any of the TV components of the uh, of the Xbox One? Like the ability to run your cable box through it uh, or or things of that nature. It...
1: Well, uh, you're talking to a kid who's about to go off to college and not have access to cable. So no, okay. no not at all. <laughs> uh, my, my interest in buying a whole new system is very low. So, although I will try my best to keep up with the news and whatnot, I'm pretty much just going to stick to getting a couple games maybe on the computer. That's about it.
0: Gotcha. Um, One of the things I saw, which is not a news topic that we had, but I do want to see what you guys think about it, is apparently one of the other things that they released after the press conference that I did not see until the end of last week was that the cable providers – you will still have to have your cable box from your cable provider, and there will be an upcharge for using Xbox One on the on the cable service. What? Yep. Uh. And on top of that, there's no DVR functionality for TV. It's only for games. They
2: can add that in software later, but I mean, I
0: I doubt they can. Be,
2: that well, I mean, physically they can, but legalities are probably going to be a different issue.
0: I I was just absolutely... Uh, it's floor. a dollar
3: sign, not an S.
0: You keep saying that, and I have no idea what you're talking about.
3: Okay. Have you never seen me write MS for Microsoft, but instead of oh, an S, I use a dollar sign?
0: Gotcha. It's
2: the hipster way
3: to
0: do it. Gotcha.
3: Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just embracing it now. I, see I don't know I think they can
2: alright here's the thing the, the whole Microsoft thing like all the the, the whole TV announcement and everything I'm, I've been hearing some buzz that the strategy was that they were getting all the boring stuff out of the way to pave the way for an E3 that is nothing but water wall games they're not going to announce anything they're not going to talk about any TV stuff there they're just going to talk about games and apparently they're spending like a billion dollars shoring up exclusives Buying into like new developers, um, infusing developers with cash. Apparently, they're you know they're going to be going after it this time.
0: I just I don't get it though. I mean, most people already have a cable box. They already have a remote. They already have DVRs, and uh, uh, Comcast already offers, uh, you know, video on demand to 360 users via an, via an app.
2: What did it, they tell you, they want to be the one box of the roll well, ball. It's in the name.
0: It just it just all boils
1: down to it's it's the consumer age. We just want whatever sounds new. And in Microsoft's case, they are very very good at it even though a lot of people know what they are for what they are, but they still choose to do it because it sounds nice and fun and if you throw more money at it, it'll do more stuff even if it's a terrible. Useless things. It's just the consumer age. That's why they're doing it.
3: And you know, it may end up being a marginalized feature that just doesn't get used. And you know, it, maybe we are making more of it than it really is. Maybe we're taking this a little too too to heart. Maybe we're they spent so much time talking about it, they made it sound like it was a major feature of the system. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's really an ancillary thing that they think maybe 10% of their users will use, and they just portrayed it wrong. There, I've seen several things written recently, and, and I've gotten a couple of conversation about how the Xbox One may be fine. It may be the greatest thing since, since sliced bread, which always brings up the question what was the greatest thing before sliced bread? But shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, the, uh, now you totally made me lose check of where I was going. <laughs> but anyway, that, that, this is just a PR disaster. Every person who was responsible for writing content and coming up with what was presented at that and the format in which it was presented should just be fired. It, this is a PR disaster. There may not be nothing wrong. Everything may be just hunky-dory peachy in Xbox land. It is the greatest thing. It will convert us all, and it will be the one box that we replace our brains with. But it, it brain, it, it, it just it, just, it was a PR flub of the utmost degree. There was just whoever came up with this split conference for one. I think was just a bad idea, and they rushed it and they they flubbed it and i'm i'm not gonna say that everything's great in xbox land and that they're doing everything right but the way they presented it and the the style and the the timing and the way they put it it, it was just a pr disaster at best case
0: i agree with that um and, you know, people may be singing, I agree, Burgundy, with what you said, people may be singing a different tune at E3, but I I just feel like they've really jaded a lot of the gaming community with their approach on this. And even, even if they do turn around and say, oh, well, you know, here's all the games we're, we're going to be coming out with. It it sounds like they're going to be very sparse in that opening year. There's only 12 titles confirmed. And we don't know that those are like AAA titles. They could be downloadable games, for all we know. Um, it sounds like there's only going to be about three or four at launch. Whereas it looks like PS3, or PS4, excuse me, is coming out of the gate with guns swinging. So I don't know. I, it just seems like that, that I think there will be... I don't think this is going to be uh, because of the divergent directions they're going in strategy. I think we will see a winner and a loser this this time. I don't think the market can support both consoles with their radically different ideas of who's important or what's important. Because Sony's come out and said games are important and Microsoft has come out and said entertainment is important. Or do you disagree?
2: Well, the thing is, they're both kind of right away. I mean, depending on how you look at it, I mean, like I said, uh, I like think I brought this up before, Microsoft sees the numbers on what's going on. You can even do a cursory look on you know, what your friends are doing on PS3 and when you log into them, a lot of them are watching Netflix.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, they know exactly how many people are doing that. They know how long they're doing it for. You know, I think with the... Um, there was some that came out with, you know... when. The new Arrest development just hit that I haven't been able to watch yet. Um, you know, a large percentage of them were consuming that through their video game consoles. You know, it's just a thing that people do, and they spend a lot of time doing it. So, Microsoft, it makes sense for them to try and get more into that, because that's what people are doing with it. But right. is it right? I don't know. I mean, we're, we're going to see.
0: It... Achievements for television. <laughs> that's that's. They'll be there. They'll be there. That would be awesome. And it would be an amazing idea, if they can figure out a way to do it. I'm not sure how that works. Does each, each, you know, television show get its own, or is it genre specific? I'm I'm not sure how that would work. But uh, that would be very interesting. Gamers over a thousand. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be a gamer score anymore, would it? It'd be an entertainment score.
3: <laughs> body and score.
0: <laughs> so, Neo, you've got one more story. In I, the
3: I do. I, I, and, and, and in the interest of trying to make it sound like we're not just all hating on Microsoft, I do have to add in quick, before I get to my last story, uh, one positive-ish story. It did come out, I believe it was today, yesterday, that the um, – connect that comes with the one i i still hate that name but anyway um <laughs> yeah. comes with an off switch so you can turn your connect well bar camera thing off independently from the system yeah but still it's plugged still plugged in so that it works in. yeah it has to be plugged in but the physical connection has to be there for the system to to operate but you can turn the camera microphone off via a switch on the device
0: well you know why microsoft came out with that clarification right
3: Because they're losing their pants?
0: Because the German uh, um, government has classified the Xbox One as an always-on recording listening device. And they were going to ban the sales in Germany unless they showed proof that there was some way to disable it.
3: Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's that. But you know, it's still. I mean, it's it. It's good that. So that again, it,
2: we can thank the Germans for keeping us safe in this world.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, dear.
3: God. Oh boy. The
0: Germans. All right. Um, okay. Last story. Yeah,
3: we need to wrap this up. So, um, so uh, Anita, I can't even begin to pronounce her last name. Sarkisian or something like that, became a little bit of a web legend a while back when she launched this Kickstarter to study misogyny in games and pop culture. Uh, you could probably remember her as the girl who was just getting verbally lambasted by a bunch of, well, personal opinion morons online. So, uh, you know, she is a, an admitted feminist or YouTube channel is something like Feminist and Feminism or something like that. I don't even know but uh you know so so she has a definite agenda of what she's coming out to do to, to do and and the kickstarter raised the money and tons more because people felt sorry for her and because she was really she was she was slammed pretty hard and i'm sure I've, I've never had that happen to me online I just take abuse from you guys so i can deal with that i've never been wasted by a thousand people online so i have no idea what that would or would not have on me, but anyway, she did actually take the money, and she's producing this um, uh, series, uh, her, her video series, uh, Trope's versus Women. Uh, and the, the last two, I saw an ad, or not an ad, I saw an article about the part two that came out of her her latest one, which is Damsels in Distress: Trope's versus Women in Video Games. Part one and part two are currently available on YouTube. I actually sat down and watched them before the show because I just wanted to see, you know what was she doing? Where's she going with this? Is it all just basically hate back at the community, uh, which she is admittedly a member of, at least used to be a gamer. Uh don't, don't know that she really games anymore, but, um, and then just see, you know, it, was, it was, it just bile. Is it just, you know, everything in the universe is horrible because I think it is, uh, or is it actually, you know, something worth the time and the money that people supported her with. And, and I have to say, I there's points she makes that I agree with, there's points she makes that I disagree with, and for the most part she keeps it pretty even and and delivers what is a, a thoughtful if not er uh it, look at, at, at things in the video game. I mean, okay, come on, let's admit it, especially the three old fogies on the line here. We've been saving the princess for most of our lives.
4: And, hey, I've been and then a we, each game,
0: dude. Uh, well yeah, awesome. there's that. But you you know, may have saved her. She's always in another damn castle for me. Damn either. castle, <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. But, I mean, it's so bad. I mean, even we roll our eyes at, at the stupid thing now. I mean, you know, that, that's how bad it is. I mean, I, how many princesses can get kidnapped or killed or stolen or hidden or frozen in a crystal turn turned stone or whatever? And, and it kind of goes into that point. And it's not, it's not like male gamers who are, are actual gamers and not just, you know, I like to shoot things and throw balls type gamers that, that you know, we, we've been through this and we're bored with it too. You know, it's like, okay, fine. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay, that one, blah, blah, blah. We've been there before. We've done this all before. You know, okay, now just let me shoot stuff or let me bounce on things' heads or, or whatever the, the mechanic of the game is. Um, Now, part three is, is coming out, I think, next week. And that one actually is going to look at the other side of the coin of, uh, examples of games where they've tried to flip, flip the uh, whole damsel in distress or, or the, the female gender roles on its side. Um, and, uh, take a look at, you know, the, as she said, the dude in distress games, uh, the, there are some out there and, and just take a look at it. And, you know, she, she does go to the point of saying, you know, just as you play, uh, played every single Super Mario other game, uh, out there in which, Peach only doesn't get kidnapped in one of them, which isn't even really a Super Mario Brothers game. But anyway, um, yes, For anyone out there that doesn't know, the original Super Mario Brothers 2 was not originally a Super Mario Brothers game. Um, the uh, you know it doesn't mean you're going to become some some woman-hating misogynistic pig that's going to go and you know beat women for all their life. But you know she tries to tie it into the larger construct of what she sees as as a worldwide societal fault and just uh, archaic thinking. I believe is the term she uses. So you know it wasn't great. It was life changing, but it, you know it was for the most part. She got a little off for me in a couple of parts there, but uh, you know, for the most part, it's done well. She's she's level headed. She's not spitting bile. She's she's give, trying to give what she sees as her. Uh, opinion and research that she's done into this and and presented in a in a in a reasonable way so you know i just i remembered it from when she was getting beat up on i thought you know i kind of blew it off at the time it was all just sensationalization bs and i thought well you know what i'll give it a go see what it's like i'm gonna wait for episode three or part three of this uh damsels in distress one and and watch it just to see where where it goes but you know i just thought it's something if, if you guys haven't looked if you have looked at it and and also kind of pose the question, but we're way past time. So um, you know, how how can women be portrayed as what she at least would? How how can women be portrayed correctly in games? You know, you either end up with a chick who's basically a dude, or you end up with the damsel in distress. Those those tend to be the the two extremes that we end up with. Uh, you know, beyond two souls looks like it's going to have a fairly good female representation. Um, the, the female character from, uh, from heavy rain, I think was a very good, uh, depiction. Um, and there are others out there. I mean, there the, you know, they, you know, they, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I had a few examples before, but I didn't get them. The down, Laura so.
2: Croft actually
0: wasn't Yeah. Terrible. Laura Croft isn't,
2: um, the I mean the older versions of like Farcroft were obviously like you know sensationalized and stuff like that and they were obviously going for like a certain thing. The reboot actually was uh, a lot better since it was like going back to like the beginning kind of thing. But they actually showed her like growing as a character, like she wasn't just starting off as like some kind of like badass that knew everything.
3: And she was actually proportional.
2: Yeah. Actually all, <laughs> it wasn't ridiculous and she was like um, you know, very smart and capable starting off.
0: Well, you know. You, know, you know, there's there's Samus
3: from yeah. Metroid. That one,
0: that, that's one I've always kind of struggled with because for
3: most of the series, she could just as easily be a dude and it wouldn't make a dang bit of difference. And then in the one game where you do actually kind of interact with her in a way that she could present her personality, the game was so horrible, nobody cared.
0: And <laughs> it, Well, you know, but, you know, when you when you start to think of, you know, have there been more strong female protagonists in the last 10 years – I mean, you have to say yes. I mean, not that I enjoyed cool. the game, but look at Lightning from Final Fantasy. Well, Iabria.
1: Queen of Blades from uh, Starcraft. Or, yep. uh, yeah, StarCraft. Yeah. What
0: Was her name Sarah Kerrigan or something like that?
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Or, or is that the Zerg? The same, no, we're thinking the same things, right?
1: Yeah, she's the same person.
0: Yeah, okay. And then, uh, you know, I, I think there's lots of... Oh, Elizabeth from Bioshock Infinite you know or or Elena Fisher from Uncharted or you know you can think of Jade from Beyond Good and Evil I, I think that the industry is getting better about it I think yeah I, I think like any industry I mean when you look at it the video game industry is still only what 40 years old whereas we've had so much more time in the movie industry because it's Jesus, like a hundred and some odd years old now. I think you've got you've got more time in the movie industry to be able to mature viewpoints and tell different stories from different perspectives, whereas we're just hitting that stride now in the gaming industry. Yeah, plus, and, plus and, and also and, the
2: audience is just like a lot more diverse than it used to be absolutely i mean let's face it when we were growing up as kids and everything primarily like yeah girls play games but for the most part it was just the boys playing games and for the longest time the industry was just geared toward that now there's a very huge portion of girl gamers out there female gamers out there of women gamers out there that have grown up with it and now are playing and passing it on to their daughters so there's just a big contingent of it now so now there's more of an audience for it than it ever has been
0: and um, what I don't there's, understand there's
2: whole are... development that's gone around, like um uh that game company.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, one of the, the leaders of that um one of the top positions of that game company, a woman runs out, I forget her name at the moment. But the whole design element, like, of those games that, that they make is geared in a, a different way because of her perspective. And she really injects that in there and it then they turn out really great because of it, I think. So Things are changing, definitely, and for the better.
0: And, you know, when you look at Mass Effect, the series, Mm -hmm. you could play as male Commander Shepard or female Commander Shepard. And they didn't half-ass it. It was, uh, in my opinion... Well, same with
1: Skyrim, too.
0: Right, exactly. And and what what boggles my mind in this day and age are the games that have customizable characters that you still can't play as a female in.
3: Well, see, now, I, I have to argue with Skyrim because... It was completely irrelevant what my character was. Oh, okay, but the, yes, there are some minor boosts here, minor character changes here, but the point is they gave you there. the choice. They, they gave, gave you the choice, but it, again, they come back to essentially it was a dude or it was essentially it was a chick. it didn't matter. You, you could have been an androgynous android, and it wouldn't have made a bit of difference.
0: Okay, does but isn't that isn't, isn't that sound like it's, a, yeah? does that go ahead, Grady? That's or well, yeah. It
3: does is that is that the point? Well, maybe, maybe it's the point. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Okay. I don't know. It, yes. Ultimately, you know, racism and sexism stop, Go, will go away when there there's, you know, when, when everybody stops talking about it, you know, that not exactly the the right way to say it, but that's kind of the concept, right? You know, when people stop doing it, then it'll be gone and we can stop talking about it and it'll be fine. Uh, uh, idealistic. Yes, I know. But the, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It, I guess there's a difference between having a female character who fits the story and is relevant to it, a la it sounds like Laura Croft was in this new Tomb Raider, versus Game X where you can make a female skin and it makes absolutely no difference. Like if I was playing Defiance and I had a female character skin, it makes absolutely no difference whatsoever. Heck, race doesn't even make a difference in the game. So, and not like human race, like alien human race. But
0: isn't that so,
3: what we should be aspiring to? Well, no, I, no, because there are differences. As much as we want to say we're all the same, we're not. The three of us on this phone all happen to have an X and a Y chromosome, but we're not the same. We would react to situations differently. In the same way, there are – I don't want – Did you just sh- say the three of us? Isn't yeah, you don't, no,
2: oh, okay. you don't count. No, not count. Okay. <laughs> just try not to get attached. That's, yeah. Uh... yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've had a, this string of guest people, and I'm just trying not to get attached to them, because it just makes my heart every time somebody leaves the show. Um, him, <laughs> but
1: I, I got j- you, babe.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yes and no. I think for a strong narrative story... Yes, it does make a difference. For a let's go blow stuff up and don't care, yeah, fine, okay. You want to play as a chick with a ponytail and giant gun, fine. I'll play as a dude with a giant gun, and it doesn't make a damn bit of difference. Um, but if, in any story where there's a narrative in play, I think it does make a difference personally. And, you know, you know, people can disagree with me. That's fine. They do it all the time.
0: Well, but that's what I'm saying. I think we're saying the same thing, though. In that, you know, Mass Effect obviously has a very strong narrative attached to it. And in that case, the story is mostly
3: the same. That just means Shepard is void of character. That was my problem playing Mass Effect 2. Shepard was completely void of character.
0: But your choices make that character.
3: yes and no your choices make how the characters around you react to you less than it made you a character and you could take that argument it's all the whole shinji akari am i me the me in my head remind me that's in everybody else's head uh yes i just threw an ng reference out there um so so yeah we're getting into you know some some crazy wild stuff and we probably need drugs and alcohol to talk about this but um not that I advocate the use of either. Uh but, you know, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have a strong argument to hold on to, to, to hold onto here other than I strongly feel there's a difference between making choices that cause the people around you to act differently around you, which, yes, is how real life is, versus a character having a strong personality-based experience. I, I keep on thinking of, of, of Two Souls, Beyond uh, Two Souls. The Ellen Page character is going to have a very strong specific personality and it is going to be based on a character that she is developed as. And it's not going to be because I got to choose whether I said, you look hot or you're a nice person. Uh, It's going to be because she had life experiences that formed her and developed the personality and she is going to react to the world based on the way that is. You know, the whole thing of, you know, men and women are equal, okay, yes, but that ginormous armor that oversized bro dude wears in Gears of War, I, I'm sorry, you know, maybe there's some mass-shifting aspect, it, but 98% of women could not walk in that. I couldn't walk in that. 98% of men couldn't walk in that stuff. So, you know...
1: Are you, are you trying to argue the, uh, the the truth behind a fictional game about other worlds?
3: Yes. Okay. <laughs> just make one of games in reality here, so yeah, it's a squishy
0: thing to start with. In
1: yeah. Halo, there's no way someone could jump that high. Okay, okay, I, sure. The, the, mm-hmm. the
0: funny part is we come full circle back to the Smosh video of if <laughs> video games were reality. Um, but I, I, I get what you're saying, but I I think the answer is simply better writing across the board with choices. And you know, I think that
3: not to mention choices that make sense. So when I actually select them, I mean what they think I meant instead of causing some random effect that I had absolutely no idea was going to happen. Right. Maybe we're just looking too deeply into it. But yeah, maybe maybe most of
1: women gamers are just like, I don't care. I'm fun.
3: I I don't know. I you know, I I, I have an interest in this because my my daughter has recently into gaming in a way that she hasn't previously. So, you know, th- this is kind of an interesting subject to me, but at the same time, she wants to play the games her brothers are playing. She doesn't really looking for games of her own yet. So.
0: Oh, okay.
3: All right. Well, could, that makes sense too.
0: Well, this has been a very interesting episode. Uh, <laughs> as always, if there's different topics that you'd like us to discuss, Feel free to contact us at gamersledge at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Balth99. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash gamersledge. Uh you, anybody want to give a shout out for their Facebook or PSN or Xbox handle? I'm balt on PSN. D
3: uh, Sa- S- Sa- Bird, yeah, you D Bird. Uh, Neo Sapien on uh, PSN. Uh, I had a shout out but I didn't get the link for it, so I'll save it for next time. Okay.
0: And you uh, I'm I'm
1: seventy seven, but um if once I get my computer set up you can come play with me, uh Grady O'Grady. That's my I guess my Steam name. But uh, other than that, yeah, that's about it.
0: Awesome. Until uh, next week, this week, we're actually going to end with a song. Uh, As some people know, uh, last week was YouTube's uh, comedy week and uh, lots of good music to come out of it. But we're going to end the show with a tribute to YouTube on its eight year anniversary by the Gregory Brothers uh, to kind of sum up the last eight years. (laughs) And it's absolutely amazing. So uh, we'll end with that. uh, But until next week, game on.
5: On. Could this be what I think it is? Yes, it <laughs> is. But before you click, think real hard before you do that. If you don't slow down, you could get me fast. What'd you say? I was watching you cats. And have you seen the one with the little girl's rat? Wait, hold up. Don't go too fast. Once you dive in, you can never turn back. Life will never be the same. Now that I've seen chocolate rain. And I never. You might start small with a laughing baby. Then you with up, singing with, call baby. maybe. And just learn trigonometry and how to put bacon in lasagna. Ease. People share their lives pleasantly tender. Or they just stuff things into a blender. Life will be the same, same again. Now that I can Stay up late, watching John and Hay.